You're listening to The Big Bible Read, an initiative of The Pulse and The Word radio stations. For Bible study resources and to join a community of other Bible readers, visit bigbiblered.com. Genesis chapter 36. What follows is the account of Esau, also known as Edom. Esau took his wives from the Canaanites, Ada, the daughter of Elon the Hittite, and Ahalabamah, the daughter of Anah and granddaughter of Zibion the Hivite, in addition to Basemath, the daughter of Ishmael, and sister of Nebaioth. Ada bore Eliphaz to Esau, Basemath bore Reel, and Ahalabamah bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah. These were the sons of Esau, who were born to him in the land of Canaan. Esau took his wives, his sons, his daughters, all the people in his household, his livestock, his animals, and all his possessions that he had acquired in the land of Canaan. And he went to a land some distance away from Jacob, his brother, because they had too many possessions to be able to stay together. And the land where they had settled was not able to support them because of their livestock. So Esau, also known as Edom, lived in the hill country of Seir. This is the account of Esau the father of the Edomites in the hill country of Seir. These were the names of Esau's sons, Eliphaz, the son of Esau's wife Ada, and Raul, the son of Esau's wife Basemath. These were the sons of Eliphaz, Teman, Omar, Zepho, Gatam, and Kenaz. Timnah, a concubine of Esau's son Eliphaz, bore Amalek to Eliphaz. These were the sons of Esau's wife Ada. These were the sons of Reel, Nahath, Zerah, Shammah, and Miza. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Olabama, the daughter of Ana and granddaughter of Zibion. She bore Jeush, Jalam, and Korah to Esau. These were the chiefs among the descendants of Esau, the sons of Eliphaz, Esau's firstborn, Chief Teman, Chief Omar, Chief Zepho, Chief Kenaz, Chief Korah, Chief Gedim, Chief Amalek. These were the chiefs descended from Eliphaz in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Ada. These were the sons of Esau's son, Reel, Chief Nahath, Chief Zerah, Chief Shammah, Chief Miza. These were the chiefs descended from Reel in the land of Edom. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Basemath. These were the sons of Esau's wife, Aholabama, Chief Jeush, Chief Jalam, Chief Korah. These were the chiefs descended from Esau's wife, Aholabama, the daughter of Nah. These were the sons of Esau, also known as Edom, and these were their chiefs. These were the sons of Seir, the Horite, who were living in the land. Lotan, Shobal, Zibion, Anna, Dishan, Ezer, and Dishan. These were the chiefs of the Horites, the descendants of Seir in the land of Edom. The sons of Lotan were Hori and Homam. Lotan's sister was Timnah. These were the sons of Shobal, Alvan, Manahath, Ebal, Shepho, and Onam. These were the sons of Zibion, Ahai, and Anah, who discovered the hot springs in the wilderness as he pastured the donkeys of his father Zibion. These were the children of Anna, Dishan, and Aholabama, the daughter of Anah. These were the sons of Dishan, Hemdan, Eshban, Ithran, and Karen. These were the sons of Ezer, Bilhan, Zavan, and Achan. These were the sons of Dishan, Uz, and Aran. These were the chiefs of the Horites, Chief Lotan, Chief Shobal, Chief Zibion, Chief Anna, Chief Dishan, Chief Ezer, Chief Dishan. 
These were the chiefs of the Horites, according to their chief lists in the land of Seir. These were the kings who reigned in the land of Edom before any king ruled over the Israelites. Bela, the son of Beor, reigned in Edom. The name of his city was Danaba. When Bela died, Jobab, the son of Jerah, from Basra, reigned in his place. When Jobab died, Husham, from the land of the Temanites, reigned in his place. When Husham died, Hadad, the son of Bedad, who defeated the Midianites in the land of Moab, reigned in his place. The name of his city was Avith. When Hadad died, Shamla from Masrika reigned in his place. When Samla died, Shal from Rehoboth on the river reigned in his place. When Shal died, Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, reigned in his place. When Baal Hanan, the son of Akbor, died, Hadad reigned in his place. The name of his city was Pa. His wife's name was Mehetabel, the daughter of Matred, the daughter of Mezahab. These were the names of the chiefs of Esau, according to their families, according to their places, by their names. Chief Timnah, Chief Alva, Chief Jatheth, Chief Holabama, Chief Elah, Chief Penan, Chief Canaz, Chief Teman, Chief Mibzar, Chief Magdiel, Chief Eram. These were the chiefs of Edom according to their settlements in the land they possessed. This was Esau, the father of the Edomites. Chapter 37 But Jacob lived in the land where his father had stayed, in the land of Canaan. This is the account of Jacob. Joseph, his 17-year-old son, was taking care of the flocks with his brothers. Now he was the youngster working with the sons of Bilhah and Zilpah, his father's wives. Joseph brought back a bad report about them to their father. Now Israel loved Joseph more than all his sons because he was a son born to him late in life, and he made a special tunic for him. When Joseph's brothers saw that their father loved him more than any of them, they hated Joseph and were not able to speak to him kindly. Joseph had a dream, and when he told his brothers about it, they hated him even more. He said to them, Listen to this dream I had. There we were, binding sheaves of grain in the middle of the field. Suddenly, my sheaf rose up and stood upright, and your sheaves surrounded my sheaf and bowed down to it. Then his brothers asked him, Do you really think you will rule over us or have dominion over us? They hated him even more because of his dream and because of what he had said. Then he had another dream and told it to his brothers. Look, he said, I had another dream. The sun, the moon, and eleven stars were bowing down to me. When he told his father and his brothers, his father rebuked him, saying, What is this dream that you had? Will I, your mother, and your brothers really come and bow down to you? His brothers were jealous of him, but his father kept in mind what Joseph said. When his brothers had gone to graze their father's flocks near Shechem, Israel said to Joseph, Your brothers are grazing the flocks near Shechem. Come, I will send you to them. I'm ready, Joseph replied. So Jacob said to him, Go now and check on the welfare of your brothers and of the flocks and bring me word. So Jacob sent him from the valley of Hebron. When Joseph reached Shechem, a man found him wandering in the field. So the man asked him, What are you looking for? He replied, I'm looking for my brothers. Please tell me where they are grazing their flocks. The man said, They left this area, for I heard them say, Let's go to Dothan. So Joseph went after his brothers and found them at Dothan. Now Joseph's brothers saw him from a distance, and before he reached them, they plotted to kill him. They said to one another, Here comes this master of dreams. Come now, let's kill him. Throw him into one of the cisterns. Then say a wild animal ate him. Then we'll see how his dream turns out. When Reuben heard this, he rescued Joseph from their hands, saying, Let's not take his life, Reuben continued. Don't shed blood. Throw him into this cistern that is here in the wilderness, but don't lay a hand on him. 
Reuben said this so he could rescue Joseph from them and take him back to his father. When Joseph reached his brothers, they stripped him of his tunic, the special tunic that he wore. Then they took him and threw him into the cistern. Now the cistern was empty. There was no water in it. When they sat down to eat their food, they looked up and saw a caravan of Ishmaelites coming from Gilead. Their camels were carrying spices, balm, and myrrh down to Egypt. Then Judah said to his brothers, What profit is there if we kill our brother and cover up his blood? Come, let's sell him to the Ishmaelites. But let's not lay a hand on him, for after all, he is our brother, our own flesh. His brothers agreed. So when the Midianite merchants passed by, Joseph's brothers pulled him out of the cistern and sold him to the Ishmaelites for 20 pieces of silver. The Ishmaelites then took Joseph to Egypt. Later, Reuben returned to the cistern to find that Joseph was not in it. He tore his clothes, returned to his brothers and said, The boy isn't there, and I, where can I go? So they took Joseph's tunic, killed a young goat, and dipped the tunic in the blood. Then they brought the special tunic to their father and said, We found this. Determine now whether it is your son's tunic or not. He recognized it and exclaimed, It is my son's tunic. A wild animal has eaten him. Joseph has surely been torn to pieces. Then Jacob tore his clothes, put on sackcloth, and mourned for his son many days. All his sons and daughters stood by him to console him, but he refused to be consoled. No, he said, I will go to the grave mourning my son. So Joseph's father wept for him. Now in Egypt, the Midianites sold Joseph to Potiphar, one of Pharaoh's officials, the captain of the guard. Matthew chapter 12. At that time, Jesus went through the grain fields on a Sabbath. His disciples were hungry, and they began to pick heads of wheat and eat them. But when the Pharisees saw this, they said to him, Look, your disciples are doing what is against the law to do on the Sabbath. He said to them, Haven't you read what David did when he and his companions were hungry? How he entered the house of God and ate the sacred bread? which was against the law for him and his companions to eat, but only for the priests? Or have you not read in the law that the priests in the temple desecrate the Sabbath and yet are not guilty? I tell you that something greater than the temple is here. If you had known what this means, I want mercy and not sacrifice, you would not have condemned the innocent, for the Son of Man is Lord of the Sabbath." Then Jesus left that place and entered the synagogue. A man was there who had a withered hand, and they asked Jesus, Is it lawful to heal on the Sabbath so that they could accuse him? He said to them, Would not any of you, if he had one sheep that fell into a pit on the Sabbath, would take hold of it and lift it out? How much more valuable is a person than a sheep? So it is lawful to do good on the Sabbath. Then he said to the man, Stretch out your hand. He stretched it out, and it was restored, as healthy as the other. But the Pharisees went out and plotted against him as to how they could assassinate him. Now when Jesus learned of this, he went away from there. Great crowds followed him, and he healed them all, but he sternly warned them not to make him known. This fulfilled what was spoken by the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I have chosen, the one I love, in whom I take great delight. I will put my spirit on him, and he will proclaim justice to the nations. He will not quarrel or cry out, 
nor will anyone hear his voice in the streets. He will not break a bruised reed or extinguish a smoldering wick until he brings justice to victory, and in his name the Gentiles will hope. Then they brought to him a demon-possessed man who was blind and mute. Jesus healed him so that he could speak and see. All the crowds were amazed and said, Could this one be the son of David? But when the Pharisees heard this, they said, He does not cast out demons except by the power of Belzebul, the ruler of demons. Now when Jesus realized what they were thinking, he said to them, Every kingdom divided against itself is destroyed, and no town or house divided against itself will stand. So if Satan casts out Satan, he is divided against himself. How then will his kingdom stand? And if I cast out demons by Beelzebul, by whom do your sons cast them out? For this reason, they will be your judges. But if I cast out demons by the Spirit of God, then the kingdom of God has already overtaken you. How else can someone enter a strong man's house and steal his property unless he first ties up the strong man? Then he can thoroughly plunder the house. Whoever is not with me is against me, and whoever does not gather with me scatters. For this reason I tell you, people will be forgiven for every sin and blasphemy, but the blasphemy against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven. Whoever speaks a word against the Son of Man will be forgiven, but whoever speaks against the Holy Spirit will not be forgiven, either in this age or in the age to come. Make a tree good, and its fruit will be good. Or make a tree bad, and its fruit will be bad. For a tree is known by its fruit, offspring of vipers. How are you able to say anything good, since you are evil? For the mouth speaks from what fills the heart. The good person brings good things out of his good treasury, and the evil person brings evil things out of his evil treasury. I tell you that on the day of judgment, people will give an account for every worthless word they speak. For by your words, you will be justified, and by your words, you will be condemned. Then some of the experts in the law, along with some Pharisees, answered him, Teacher, we want to see a sign from you. But he answered them, An evil and adulterous generation asks for a sign, but no sign will be given to it except the sign of the prophet Jonah. For just as Jonah was in the belly of the huge fish for three days and three nights, so the Son of Man will be in the heart of the earth for three days and three nights. The people of Nineveh will stand up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because they repented when Jonah preached to them. And now... Something greater than Jonah is here. The queen of the south will rise up at the judgment with this generation and condemn it because she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of Solomon. And now something greater than Solomon is here. When an unclean spirit goes out of a person, it passes through waterless places, looking for rest, but does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the home I left. When it returns, it finds the house empty, swept clean, and put in order. Then it goes and brings with it seven other spirits, more evil than itself, and they go in and live there. So the last state of that person is worse than the first. It will be that way for this evil generation as well. While Jesus was still speaking to the crowds, his mother and brothers came and stood outside, asking to speak to him. Someone told him, Look, your mother and your brothers are standing outside wanting to speak to you. 
To the one who had said this, Jesus replied, Who is my mother and who are my brothers? And pointing towards his disciples, he said, Here are my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Psalm 15, a psalm of David. Lord, who may be a guest in your home? Who may live on your holy hill? Whoever lives a blameless life, does what is right, and speaks honestly. He does not slander or do harm to others or insult his neighbor. He despises a reprobate, but honors the Lord's loyal followers. He makes firm commitments and does not renege on his promise. He does not charge interest when he lends his money. He does not take bribes to testify against the innocent. The one who lives like this will never be shaken. The scriptures quoted are from the Net Bible, netbible.com. Copyright 1996-2019. Used with permission from Biblical Studies Press, LLC. All rights reserved.